This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, how and why and who exactly did Britney Spears arrange that Vegas vacay with? That's the question. And Bradley Trainer may or may not have a couple answers, but probably the, we'll have more questions. It doesn't matter. <laughs> On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. Let's do a little uh, quarantine lifestyles of the Britain famous. Rolling living rooms, train kitchens. Perfectly placed props like acoustic guitars and books they'll never, ever read. This is Quarantine Lifestyles of the... Thank you, Holly. And yes, this is a little quarantine lifestyle. So the Brit and famous because I want to take you on a tour of Britney's Vegas getaway at Resorts World that we referenced yesterday. We're going to do a little bit of, uh, you know, just I don't know, daydreaming, imagining of what that must have been like. And it's crazy over the top. And I'll give you all the details. But first, I also would like to solve the mystery of who set this up for her. Okay, really, it's not a mystery, but you have to have done the homework. And the homework is to read the story about the story that led Brittany to Resorts World, which we talked about on the show yesterday. So, like, all of a sudden, Resorts World was rolling out the red carpet for Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, they put her up on their big digital billboard screen. And it was like, well, are something going on what's going on like is she just like hanging out like what is this right Right? like this kind of thing doesn't just happen yeah it's not like you know uh they noticed that there was a a reservation under the name you know uh spitney breers or something and they were like maybe that's britney spears we should check in yeah like clearly there was some sort of crossover uh situation happening such that they were able to plan for her and for that Billboard. Exactly. So then I was like, well, where did this all come from? Over on her Instagram, there's a photo, a slideshow of her and a guy. And the guy's name is Cade. And she says in uh, the caption to this photo slideshow, Devil in Disguise, Nights in Vegas. Thank you, Cade and Resorts World Las Vegas for inviting me. Or wait, did I invite myself? Either way, thanks for showing me such a good time. Okay. So then you're like, well, who's this Cade person, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you need look no further than TMZ that reminds us Cade is Cade Hudson. Cade Hudson is her agent. So her agent. Oh, no. Okay. I'm so dumb. Why? You're going to laugh. That's fine. We That's great radio. You said the name Cade Hudson. I thought, oh, yeah. Isn't there a brother of Kate Hudson? It's not. 
Her brother is Oliver Hudson, and you just said Cade Hudson, which Kate sounded Hudson. like Kate Hudson, yeah. and that's Thank what happened. Thank you for that detour. I apologize. Back to our, that our was uh, main voyage. Not my best work. Brittany made the trip with Sam. That's her man, right? Sam Asgari mm-hmm. and her agent, Cade Hudson. So she's, but, but, so if you listen to TMZ, and I, I, I do, trust me, this is kind of all over the place, but we're going in a direction. Mm-hmm. The way TMZ tells the story, Britney spared no expense on a weekend getaway to Sin City with her fiance Sam, and then talks about the $15,000 a night hotel. We'll talk about that in a second. But then it says she made the trip with Sam, her agent, who snapped a bunch of selfies mm-hmm. with Britney in different, in different uh, masks, blah, blah, blah. But then we go to Britney's account, and she just says, Thank you, Kate and Resorts World, for inviting me. Mm-hmm. So that tells a different story than what TMZ is trying to tell. Right. So we are at odds here. But what it sounds like to me, and that's why I frame this as a mystery, is perhaps her agent and Resorts World are trying to convince her to perhaps do some, perhaps do something in Vegas mm. at Resorts World. No? Well, that is... I mean, I think that our preliminary assessment was, oh, Vegas is trying to get her back. But this actually, this theory takes it to 11 because now we know it wasn't, we assumed that maybe Sam Asgari was somehow. And maybe he was. True. And still he was there. But the fact that her, now we understand that this Cade Hudson is her agent, that he was accompanying her, that there was some sort of corporate synergy or you know, conversation happening between Resort World and him, yeah, be- that that theory makes sense. Yeah, because TMZ would have you believe that, you know, Britney's got a lot of cash. She's just like, you know, having a, a wonderful, a rich weekend. Uh bougie weekend, right? Mm. But then Britney herself is like, Thanks, Kate and Resort World for inviting me. So that says to me that they arranged for this trip. Mm-hmm. Because now, if we go back to the quarantine lifestyles part and look at the place that she stayed Mm -hmm. in Las Vegas, that is Britney Spears, Mm -hmm. sparing, quote, no expense on her weekend getaway, which you imagine. She did not not spare an expense. Right. She spared no expense, Mm -hmm. literally. Literally. Uh, For her two night stay at Resorts World, where she stayed in the casino's Palace Suite. Which goes for $15,000 a night, as I said. But here's what it gets you. And feel free to open the slideshow oh, because it is I'm 22 images of opulence and atrocious wealth. Three bedrooms. Again, this is so she's going to Vegas with three bedrooms, an entertainment room, game room, a common area opening to a private yard complete with a private pool, a grilling area, a grilling area, a waterfall and a dining area just for them. Just for so, one group. I, when I was going through the slideshow, I remember when I watched her videos on her Instagram. Yeah. And I thought, gosh, that's a really small pool for a Vegas hotel. And I then my second thought was, and also there's nobody there. And now I realize as I scroll through, that's because that's their private pool. Yeah, that's just for them. Yeah. Pretty ingenious marketing. Yes, so like, even if even if they're not trying to get her to like do a residency, that seems a little far down the field. At the very least, Resorts World just got the opportunity to connect themselves as a brand mm-hmm. with one of the most beloved pop stars of the moment slash decade slash 
decades. Right. And maybe what they're hoping for is that down the road that will turn into some sort of partnership that would maybe feature a residency. And yes, indeed, they do have a full theater there uh, that seats a whole lot of people's. Yeah. In this private residence that they're staying in. Also, you kind of believe that or have to believe or think that Sam Asgari is like goosing this along because, you know, it just seems very like, all right, we got to make you a star. You're a star. We got to take advantage of your star. We're going to get you. We're wow. going to. Cade wants to get you over to the, let's go. Yeah, we got to do this thing. Come all, on, my lioness. Yeah, all in service of. <laughs> well, his own career. Exactly. Yeah, come on, my lioness. The Mirage is no longer going to be having tigers at their casino. Mm. So why don't you go on to Resorts World and roar yeah. on stage? And okay. they're going to, you know, like imagine you're Britney Spears and you pull up and the Resorts World facade is literally covered from like floor one. Well, it's probably like floor 20 to floor 50 with an image of you. Mm-hmm. And a big welcome. Yeah. Also, if you were trying to show up in Vegas undercover, Brittany, it wasn't happening then. No, she, yeah. Mm-hmm. This, but again, it just it seems to me that that people are trying to manipulate some stuff. Mm-hmm. Picking up what you're laying down, trainer. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to get the Cobra Gang together. This time, we're talking about the Herp trial. After this, on my talk 107.1. Well, we've got a little mystery to solve here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, this one is uh, related to a trial that we have been paying very close attention to uh, on My Talk 1071 as we enter the sixth week of what we call the Herp Trial. No, I can't believe it's already been six weeks. I know, right? It's a long time. And that would be Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And uh, let's get the Cobra Gang together. Let's do it. Whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double with the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time with the Cobra Gang. Uh, okay, so this trial continues allegedly, supposedly through this week. They're wrapping things up. Uh, you know, it's Amber Heard's turn at the wheel, mm-hmm. um, or at least her. Um, attorneys, attorneys, her counsel's opportunity mm-hmm. to present their case. Correct. Okay. Well, there was a headline yesterday that left me with some questions, and that is, uh, let me just start with the first headline, which is that Amber Heard's legal team says, you know, they've sort of changed course last minute and said we're not going to call Johnny Depp back to the stand. We could, but we're not gonna. And I was like, well, that's interesting because, like. Wouldn't an opportunity to grill Johnny Depp further be like kind of awesome? Right. Right. Like if you're trying to make a case, I don't know. I just feel like that's an opportunity to mine some some discord or uh, opportunities for the jury to see Johnny Depp in a way that perhaps he would not like them to hear. Quick question. Mm-hmm. He Was he the first one that they called to the stand? I don't know who was first. Okay. Because be, be, the reason I ask is because if he was first... And now they've heard all these other testimonies. It seems like, yeah, you might have learned some stuff in the midst of all of that that you might want to bring back up to him. Yeah, well, and certainly they have heard people since Johnny Depp originally testified and they had the opportunity to cross-examine him. So I don't think they've called him as a part of their case. Got it. But they had the opportunity, of course, to cross-examine him. Mm -hmm. But to your point, yes, a lot of people have said things and that would be one reason you'd think they would now bring him back because he could address things that other people have raised, right? Right. Well, 
we know uh, that, or we thought anyway, he was going to be questioned by Amber Heard's legal team. Mm -hmm. And it was planned even this weekend. However, on Monday, a source revealed to people uh, and that source being close to Amber. Mm -hmm. And again, like when sources in this case are talking to people, that's like. Amber Heard's legal team right. or PR person, right. or whoever is managing communications. Right. right. It's not like, you know, Jane at the cubicle yeah. next so to So we you. can take this to mean something. However, a source says, a uh, source close to Heard on Monday, that Heard's team no longer plans to bring back Depp for their defense. Quote, calling Depp back to the stand would be as relevant to us as a bicycle to a fish. I don't even really know right? what to do with that. It's pretty. Uh, Weird. That's kind of vague. Everything Depp has testified up to this point has been irrelevant to the heart of this case. And there's no reason to believe it would be any different now. Okay, well. Interesting. You thought differently up until this moment. So what changed? Right. Right. Doesn't that make you think like what changed? Yeah, something must have happened between this weekend and whenever this was. Because it sounded like you said that that is Recent as this weekend, yeah. the plan was to bring him to the stand. But then remember, yesterday we learned something mm. else that may shed light on that story. So again, as to why Johnny's not getting called back to the mm-hmm. stand. And I don't know if this is going to help, but it's going to take us in a new direction. Headline from People Magazine. Kate Moss to testify in Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We... I think got this in a dirt alert yesterday. Yep, did we, we did. Mm-hmm. So we learned that Kate Moss would who's be the, testifying. Who is the ex-girlfriend of Johnny Depp. And we are, I think our first question was, who is she testifying for? Right. Well, this is Amber's present or her legal counsel's presentation or their defense, right? Yeah. But he's testifying on, or she rather, Kate Moss is testifying on behalf of Johnny Depp. That is like, confusing. that doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. It's very confusing. Okay, so now I'm confused because I don't know why they're not calling Johnny Depp. I have questions. Mm-hmm. But I do know that they are going to call Kate Moss, but it's Johnny. So, like, I need to understand all of this. Yeah. It's very simple. Although I don't know that we have any more answers. Okay. Kate Moss was brought up by Amber Heard because there was a rumor that Amber Heard has mentioned more than once and in different trials, the trial specifically back in the UK Mm -hmm. where this also went down, that she heard a rumor that Johnny had thrown Kate Moss down the stairs when they dated. Oh. And she actually, you know, says Kate Moss. I think it was Kate Moss. Yeah. Well, she mentioned that again during her testimony, Mm -hmm. which gave Johnny's legal team the opportunity to call Kate Moss as what they call an impeachment witness. Okay. Okay, well, that makes sense. Okay, so now that is why Kate Moss, because one... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Imagines that Kate Moss will testify that that did not happen. Yeah. I would hope, because otherwise, why is Johnny's team calling her to the stand, right? I mean, that could be a disaster. In fact, when she brought this up, according to the People Magazine article, that is, when Amber Heard brought this allegation up again in court, Johnny's attorneys reportedly did a fist bump because they knew that this would allow them like they were angling for that bring her forward yeah okay so now we know all of that so i ask you are the two connected i don't know i mean it (laughs) yeah i don't either like i it feels like something like i feel like the two things went strategically hand in hand but i can't connect those dots okay so oh i don't even know la 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 yeah right I am not, I don't understand legal. (laughs) I don't get it. Yeah. So what I'm about to say has no basis in any, no less informed than anything I've just told you, but it actually causes me to wonder if Amber Heard's lawyers are like, I mean, our hands are kind of tight. Like what would the point be? That whole like fish with a bicycle situation. Yeah. Makes me feel like they're thinking that would just be a waste of precious time and resources to have him back up there after Kate Moss allegedly probably will testify that that thing never happened. Mm -hmm. Then bringing Johnny Depp then up is is like a victory lap for him and hit like that could it could read in that way. Yeah. And the way that this trial has been tried in the court of public opinion and what we know about, and I'm not going to get in deep in the weeds in this, but I had previously picked out a D bag situation. That was a public, an online news source publication that may or may not have certain ties to certain belief systems has spent over $35,000 on pushing ads that are pro Johnny Depp and anti Amber Heard. Mm. So the way that this is all playing out, I think they're very aware of the fact that there is definitely a targeted um, promotion of Johnny Depp's side of the story, and they don't want to give him a victory lap. I don't know. I want to know who spent all that money. Uh, it's I can't remember the it's name. Fine. I'll tell you later. All right. It's no, that one site. Yeah, but yeah. it's true. Isn't that yeah. wild? Yeah. All right. When we come back on the, you know what? Maybe I will just tell you about that. All right. Okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got D bags on my talk one zero seven one. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one zero seven one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a name for them, and that name is D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag? Okay, so I sort of gave you a little hint about this uh, as we closed out the last segment that there was a publication that uh, has spent a lot, a lot, a lot of money on some targeted online ads that are spreading mm, some bias information about the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. Okay. And I did note, before I say any of this, that there maybe are some political uh, bents to these particular parties. Oh, okay. So just know this is just the story. All right. Okay. Okay. So I got this from Vice News, but they are citing a um, a nonprofit called the Citizens, and that 
And that nonprofit analyzed data from Facebook and ad library because they disclose estimates on how much pages spend on advertisements. Sure. And they were able to track down the fact that uh, the Daily Wire spent somewhere in the neighborhood of $35,000 to $47,000 on targeted Facebook and Instagram ads that promote some articles about the trial that are particularly favoring are pro Johnny Depp and anti Amber Heard. Oh, and paint Amber Heard in such a light. There are words used like, are you ready for it? Buckle yeah. in. Okay. Toxic femininity. Mm. Um, they are wanting to use some of these ads to paint Amber Heard as a liar. Okay. Et cetera. Yeah. So basically coming for Amber Heard and supporting Johnny Depp. Exactly. Okay. And again, you need look no further than a story like this to know that there is definitely angling happening in the court of public opinion. And there are lots of parties that are trying to leverage what they've, what they're gleaning from this trial to promote certain ideologies. Yeah. You know, this is not shocking to me. It's, 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 uh, it's gross. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a bunch of words you could sort of hurl at, at the That's nasty. That's nasty. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, it is not the least bit surprising in the sense that the one thing I've learned about this trial is that it has reached all quarters, all corners of the world. And by that, I mean, social media, you know, people doing things on TikTok, you know, including but not limited to Lance Bass, who then ultimately mm-hmm. had to take it down. Like people are just obsessed with this story in a way that I find fascinating, but also uh, not just obsessed with it. Like, oh, that's fascinating. Have realized there are other people, people in positions of power, content creators, uh, those who are trying to generate ad revenue and those who are spending ad uh, dollars using this story as a means to get an audience. So like, even if they don't care about the story, they know that this story is what quote, everybody's talking about. And that to me is completely fascinating because that sort of goes up and down, you know, and crosses demographics and crosses political spectrum, this political spectrum. I don't want to include this particular website on a piece of this political spectrum because like I'm not qualified enough to do that. What I will say is that that website does tend to talk about things politically. Mm -hmm. Um, But I imagine if we looked at a number of uh, political conversations happening, you wouldn't need to get too far into their feeds before you would find a take, probably a hot steaming take mm-hmm. on the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Yeah, absolutely. And and truly to your pro. So you were the one actually that brought the data that showed that uh, more people, according to some, I think it was like they extrapolated from social media yeah. and com- th- there were more conversations happening about the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial than other actually big present. Oh, COVID, yes. the war in Ukraine, you know, president and his job, yes. the economy, uh, gas prices, inflation, all of those things were less interacted with on social media. And I think the only and by like a large margin, yeah. uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp kind of took the top, rank tell them large margin sent you <laughs> mm-hmm. that would be a good drag name um okay so <laughs> back to why i imagine why 
right. There is no one why. Mm-hmm. There are several whys as to what takes this story. But I think, honestly, I also do think that the re- part of the reason why this story is so um, sticky and chewy mm-hmm. is because people are sticking it and chewing it. What I mean by yeah. that is people realize the financial the monetary value yeah. in this story and so they've used it and which in it's, and of itself it's like creates real more life interest yeah it's like real life clickbait yeah. but once people click on it then they're they're invested and then they're going to click on more of it i mean it's working yeah and it I, works what, for in a number of different what ways. i'm saying is like this kind of story indicates to me that the part of the reason that this story is so popular is because people are being shown this story on social media through advertising mm-hmm. in a way that they don't even realize they're being, I mean, we don't even realize mm-hmm. we're being affected by. Yeah. So there you go. That's my D bag. Ah! I know it's like, this is, I, I honestly think someday very, very smart people that are not me are going to be presenting uh, papers, scholastic papers on i'm dead serious on the multi-faceted things that this trial revealed about our culture well once we get a little bit of space from all of this yeah. and looking at the ways that this story has been crafted in the public sphere mm-hmm. i think that we are going to be finding some very very interesting things and that, that is that a might, minnesota interesting. that might also parallel some very very interesting things mm-hmm. that were happening oh Let's look at the calendar mm-hmm. about six years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. mm-hmm. So interesting. I'm just going to put that over there and tell you about my D bag. Who's your D bag, Bradley? Chloe Kardashian. Uh, bing she is bong. offended by what people said on social media. Oh, wait. Sorry. I'm sorry. Was this article dated today or every week for the last right? six years? <laughs> and so you might wonder, what is it about this time? Yeah, what well, now? Okay, fine. She's having a conversation. Chloe is. In a new interview on the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast um, about people's comments about, and that the Not Skinny But Not Fat is, so she, what's her name? I actually follow her, I cannot remember her name, but I follow her on the Insties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just want to tell you, um, I want to love her. She's a gossip lover like we are. Yeah. But she is a real, like, legit Kardashian fan. Yeah. And look, I no no shame in that game, right? right? Like if that's your thing, that's totally fine. And Amanda they, Hirsch. Amanda Hirsch, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they had this conversation about um you know, like all the the trolls that come at her about her like plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. And she said, "It doesn't bother me. It offends me. I just couldn't figure out why people thought that that she'd had a lot of face face uh surgery. Stuff. Uh, plastic surgery. I was like, "What's the word for that?" She goes, um, I've had one nose job that I love. I want everyone to know. I don't care to lie about it. But the transplant thing, oh, people must have said she had a face transplant, I guess. I mean, I think she had a digital face Well, that's transplant. a whole separate, yeah. But the, di- but the transplant thing, I just want to understand why before uh, she goes on to say, that sounds amazing later in life, but like now I'm good. While Kardashian says the rumors do not bother her, what really gets under her skin is the way the public compares her to her sisters. Now, this is what particularly (sighs) frustrates me. 
Here's what she said. Either with the old me versus what I look like now or even just comparing me to my sisters all the time. It's like, you guys, this is what we look like. So I feel like you should know by now and enough. Oh, my God. I hear it all the time. Okay. What? Here, well, I don't, b- besides that, that, I think what she's saying fork, is like, I'm tired of you up. having opinions about me and my looks compared to my sisters. Mm-hmm. For any woman... Any human, but probably mostly women because of the way society is. Misogyny, get used to it. Mm -hmm. Like, you can, that's relatable, right? Like, I don't want people to focus on my look. So it sounds totally relatable. I would just like to remind you, though, that those who perpetuate constant attention to your physical looks are partially responsible for people being obsessed with other people's looks. Like you have to recognize your role in it and you can't always show up to the conversation just looking down at everyone who's doing the thing. Like, what did you expect? You know, it's, I I struggle with this because I don't want to blame the victim, meaning like she is a victim of trolls Mm -hmm. and that's real. And like, uh, there are more people less privileged than she is Mm -hmm. that have to battle that. But, like, at what point do you see, like, maybe the constant, like, focus on the outside me mm-hmm. has perpetuated or at least given people the opportunity to have comments that I may not agree with? Okay, so I have a couple of thoughts that I'd like to share with you Please. Um, today on the program. The first thing is that on the, on the one hand, um, is it any wonder that people who are so obsessed with how they look on the outside and I'm this this is sound I'm painting with a broad brush but people like the Kardashians who are so focused on what they appear to be on the outside it to me there's I am not surprised that there is a lack of self-awareness in that yeah. that's number 1 and number 2 the thing I see whenever we read stories like this about Chloe in particular, because she's the talkiest one about this. Yeah. Is that she wants the good. Everything has like a benefit or a and a consequence, yeah. right? Like yep. There are everything in life. I don't care what it is. Every choice has the reward and then the thing that you are saying no to. Right. So it's like what she wants is all of the benefits and none of the pushback. Yeah. And that's what that's what's really behind all the things she's saying is it's that she doesn't like the way some people perceive her. Yeah. And she's mad and offended by that. And she will become a whole person when she realizes like then don't pay attention to it. The, the scary thing is I think she's trapped and I think that all the Kardashians are trapped in a like in a like Truman show of their own creation Mm -hmm. where it's got to be completely mind. Like, I don't even know what the word is mind scrambling Mm -hmm. because you're like, you're showing up being surprised all the time that people are interacting with you. I'd also like to add a number three to Colleen's first two is that they've been using this narrative for decades, mm-hmm. I'm looking at a cover of Life and Style from 2012. Headline with a big picture of Chloe, How I Got Thin Fast. Mm. Chloe gained weight as her marriage crumbled. Now she's quit her show and tells Life and Style how she got happy and trim again. A small picture of Chloe before, sad and bloated. Now, slim and overjoyed. Stop. I'll retweet it. It happened. <laughs> oh, but to your point, Bradley, 
this is a weird Truman show of their own creation, creating these narratives that literally go back. Yeah. And even if you think you know that, that that's what you're engaging in, at some point you just, that's why I feel like at times, like I, pity is not the right word, right? Because they're fine. Mm -hmm. But like that, that, that must be a. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Prison, oh, that's not even the right word. You have to feel trapped, yeah. right? Because without people having an opinion about you, mm-hmm. What are you at this moment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what As I a mean. Kardashian, I'm saying. Like, that's the corner that they live in, which is they want all of the good attention, but the good attention, the more good attention you get, spoiler alert, the more bad attention you get. Yeah. Because attention, you don't get to choose the kind of attention you get. Yeah. People are going to react to you the way that they react to you. So you will get all the accolades and all of the judgment. Um, and and what I hear her saying is, I don't want that judgy stuff. Yeah. Sorry. Which just even if it's even if if she does deal with it, the message that she doesn't want all of that is not the right message. I think for mm-hmm. like the average person on social media, right? Because the average response, like model that behavior, then don't show up and complain about mm-hmm. it. Show how you've dealt with it. Well, on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer who's Hi. getting ready to dust off some old stories. Yeah, no. So these are two stories we've talked about. One of them's pretty gruesome, but there are developments. And I feel like those who followed this story, and that would include anyone who listened to me the first time I shared these stories with you, some developments in the case that uh, I think everyone will be interested to learn. Yeah. So. Okay, should we start with the bad news first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, I guess it's good news if you're the families of uh, the victims involved. Now, remember the three Americans who were, um, well, who died earlier this month at an all-inclusive Sandals resort in the Bahamas? Yeah, there were a ton of mysteries around it um, because they had been to the hospital because they had felt sick and then they were released and then they showed up uh, deceased, three of them. Three and of the four, yep. One of them w- couples. was still alive, mm-hmm. and she was yelling from her bed and paralyzed, basically. Yeah, yeah so a pathologist uh, was expected to release autopsy and toxicology findings yesterday following the deaths of Michael Phillips, Robbie Phillips of Tennessee, and Vincent Chiarella of Florida. That's according to the Nassau Guardian in the Bahamas. And we know that the deaths were caused by carbon monoxide poisoning. So that, you know, that sort of solves one mystery. 
right? Yes. In terms of what the cause of death was. So if you paid attention to that story, you walked away wondering, well, what? I mean, that's it's crazy when you hear the accounts of, like you said, they they go to the doctor, are apparently treated, but they don't really know why they were being treated, meaning they don't really Mm -hmm. know what was causing them uh, to feel ill. Well, we know that it was carbon monoxide poisoning that killed those three people and poisoned the fourth. I do have a really quick question because I don't remember the answer to this. Were they, were their rooms next door to each other? Close to each other? I don't remember if they were adjoining rooms or not, but definitely close. Because then I have so many other questions. Like, were other people sick? But I know we don't have those answers. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, one mystery was solved, but there are still plenty of questions. And like I said, this the full autopsy and toxicology report was supposed to be released yesterday. I haven't seen that, so I don't know if they've yet made it public. Mm -hmm. But I can't believe they didn't fax it to you. uh, Yeah, they're not concerned about me in the least, which is fine because I imagine those families uh, are now. I do know that a secondary um, toxicology reports and autopsies were at requested mm-hmm. by some or all of the families involved. Mm-hmm. That makes to, sense. To just double check yeah. to make sure uh, that the findings were correct and presumably for insurance purposes or, and, and just for mm-hmm. knowing. Mm-hmm. What happened to your loved one purposes? Mm-hmm. So I can tell you anyway, that's the development in that case. So if you followed that case at all, or if you wondered whatever happened to those unfortunate victims at the Bahama Sandals Resort, again, it was carbon monoxide poisoning that led to their untimely death. Mm. Uh, sad and tragic though it is, I would now like to turn, unless you have questions that I can't answer. I don't think so, because I don't think we have answers for it. But I, I would imagine, I mean, I, here's what I will say without knowing anything. Yeah. I imagine that's not the last we will have heard about no, that. No, because yes. if it's well, certainly because it's carbon monoxide poisoning. So then where did that come from? Exactly. And was someone at fault? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. More on that when we learn it, of course. But now I would like to turn to the dramatic story of an iconic piece of Hollywood history. Dun, da, da, da. Do you remember that Wizard of Oz uh, Judy Garland dress we talked about? I do. The one that that university found in a closet just kind of hanging there that had been gifted to the priest who was uh, the head of the drama program. And it was a real authentic dress worn by the one and only Judy Garland in the Wizard of Oz. Yes. So we have a development. Oh. A U.S. district judge granted a motion for a preliminary injunction after a hearing in a lawsuit filed by the niece of uh, the priest, Father Gilbert Hartke. So that injunction, that is a preliminary injunction preventing the sale of that dress at auction, which was supposed to go for anywhere uh, between 800000 and $1.2 million. And that's, of course, because the university was like um, finders keepers and uh, the priest couldn't own that. So now we own it and we're going to sell it. And the niece was like, hold the actual phone. That was a gift to the priest. Exactly. The university was like, you don't have any ownership interest in this dress lady. And she was like, oh, the hell I don't. Your uncle was a Dominican priest mm-hmm. and not from uh, the Dominican Republic, but mm-hmm. like the Dominican order, mm-hmm. which meant that he had taken a vow to quote, never accept gifts in his personal capacity. And therefore the dress could not be owned by him or part considered part of his estate. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So that's interesting. It's a preliminary injunction, which means the the niece has stopped the dress from being auctioned. It's but that's pause. not it's paused. Yeah. It's not it's not guaranteed. What it will now allow for is the opportunity for both sides to present their case 
and ultimately uh, a judge to decide if that sale can go forward. I mean, good on the niece, right? Like that's if she has any right to that at all, you would want to you would want to go kicking and screaming. Yeah. Right. And oh, so absolutely. that's because that's huge. That's a huge part of history. And it matters not what her what her ultimate goal is with it. It just matters that this if she thinks that there's any way she has any earthly right to this, that's something you try to hang on to. And again, one of the actresses, uh, well, Mercedes McCambridge is the one who gave her uncle that dress as a personal gift. I love it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh my gosh, I have so many fast food things that I need to get your thoughts on. Uh, food news and uh, our thoughts on the food news after this on My Talk 1071.